Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the Falls Pod. Where decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, welcome to... Uh, we're almost done season 13. Wow. Man. We've got a great episode in store for you, don't we, Bruce? Yes, we do. We got a deck tale. Can't wait. Ha. <laughs> ah, surprised you on that one. Uh, today... Today I brought in a deck. Bruce brought one in last week. He's talking about one of his oldies but goodies. I'm talking yes. about my oldest but not great deck today. Uh, I, I I wanted to talk about this deck because it, there's a lot to it. Uh, I think it's got some really interesting moments. Uh, some clear understanding of deck building, but a lot of uh, some traps that that a lot of new deck builders fall into. Um, so without further ado, I will introduce Heartless Hudetsugu. He's a 4-3, uh, for red, red, three, so five total. Legendary creature, Ogre Shaman. What are you doing in my swamp? That's uh, my Ogre Shrek, yeah. Shrek impression. You know Shrek? Big green, got weird ears. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've heard of Shrek before. And he's got an activated ability. It says, tap, Heartless Hidetsugu deals damage to each player, each player equal to half that, that player's life total, rounded down. So, say, it's just me and you, and for some reason we're already down to 40 life. Which is to say, haven't lost any life all game. Right. It's just me and you. Yeah. I tap him. He deals 20 to you, because that's 40. Halved. Mm-hmm. Half of 40, down. yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's say I'm at 41. Ha! I played sure. a gain land. Uh, and I tap I tap him. He deals 20 to you. He deals half of 41, which is 20, 20 and a half. But rounded down, so 20. So we each take 20. Right. Got it? Good. Couple, uh, couple things. For the new players out there, commander damage is only combat damage, so this damage doesn't count as commander damage. You can't just hit somebody once, get them for 21, and call it a day. Doesn't count. The only way Hidetsugu does, com- does commander damage is four points at a time when he's swinging. And if you're swinging with Hidetsugu, you've made a mistake. And the other piece to remember, each player... Not just opponents. It's you too. So if you get too far behind on the life total, there's some problems. Well, that's where Hinatsugu is helpful, right? So here's the easy way to think about it. Is that the first thing you want to do is figure out, all right, what do I want to do with Hinatsugu? I want to tap him, deal everyone a pile of damage. Now, say you are down to 10 and your opponents are down to 20 right yeah you tap him sure you're dealing five to yourself you're down to five that's terrifying but you're all your opponents are also coming down with you it's not like being behind is hugely effective because if you're all coming down by half some people are coming down faster than others because they are at a higher life total now what you want to focus on is the damage doublers uh, which adds a lot of mess into this uh, because 
doubling because with a lot of these like half life total things it's usually like that player loses half their life rather than deals damage equal to half their life right like with a lot of like the black effects that have that half life uh thing to it it's not necessarily repeatable like it's not like it like if it was discards half their cards and then you double that if they had four they're down to one now because it's half of four they discard two and then they have two and then discard so it's like but with the damage doublers because this is deals damage equal to half it's it's dealing 20 to you if you're at 40 so doubling that now you're doing 40 damage yes and that's like a real hard trap to like that i've fallen into sure (laughs) but uh what is exciting about this is that it is exactly what you want it to do but with damage doublers you have to remember what bruce was saying is that it is also hitting you so if you are dealing half twice regardless of total without the rounding you're going down to zero everyone's going down to zero right the the line where it says rounded down is where it is super helpful um well and really that's that's where this game become that's where the hidden super game becomes magical oh absolutely because the whole point at that is to make sure your opponents are at an even number and you're at an odd number if andy's at 11 and i'm at 38 another opponent's at 44 and another opponent's at 24 we all lose half our life rounded down which means i lose i lose actually half my life and so do the opponents andy loses half of his life less one because it's an odd number now you double it yeah all three opponents die andy loses the other half but it isn't the other half it's just doubling the amount that was lost which brings him to one so with heartless hit Sugo, quite often you win games because you're at one yeah which is great um yeah i so with uh, i guess i'll give like a brief history of this deck within my life um it was my very first commander i think bruce had given me a box of uh, cards and it was like one of two legendaries Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what i'll play this one uh, and so I just threw a bunch of red cards together with also what we've been talking about already uh, yeah. in mind. So, like, I added, you know, a bunch of damage doublers and stuff. But I also wanted to keep in mind this idea that Hidetsugu would be a target of removal very quickly. So what I needed was haste enablers, right? Well, uh, yeah, and I mean, the early, the early iterations of this, of this deck... Just the goal was to get everybody low. Yeah. And then use direct damage. Yeah. To just finish off opponents. So once folks were down below, you know, once you're down below 10, it's like, okay, I'm not going to mess with my life anymore. I'm not going to mess with yours. I'm just going to use direct damage to try and kill you off or rely on other opponents to see the opportunity to take somebody else out and make that happen. And that was fun. But it was tough for Hidetsugu to finish those games, if I remember correctly. For sure. 
And I think that had a lot to do with being a a new player, but also be like my limited collection, my limited knowledge. And I mean, this kind of goes into being a new player, but my limited knowledge of like what is appropriate for a, the table, but also like what would further my game, especially with, uh, I like I honestly I had the Hitetsugu thing I had haste and then I had damage doublers. If you look at the deck as it is now, that's ten yeah. plus six. That's sixteen cards out of sixty. Yeah. So what well, do I do with the rest of my deck? And the answer is just throw all the red cards that I want. I go. Hmm. I want to do that thing. There was a lot of just like I. These are either cards that I knew did things because I've seen them played. Or uh, just kind of like, oh, I like the idea behind this, especially if Hidetsugu is no longer available. Uh, right. Because as a five-mana commander, you play him three times and he's done. No more. He's done. No more. So when I came back to this deck today uh, with in preparation for this episode... This whole page, if you go to the if you go to the architect list, this whole page was a mess. Like I, it is clear that I did not know what I was doing with regard to like making sure that I had like this effect and this effect, or at least just like an idea of a plan. Which is why you have groups now still called like backup because it was the backup plan to if I couldn't continue playing with Hidetsugu for four new players I think that has like a lot of value in just like just get to playing the game you know like you don't want to spend all your time tinkering you just want to play the game figure out what works what doesn't and then I started noticing things like Fortune Thief, Spireside Infiltrator, Thermo Alchemist there's these things where like I mean Fortune Thief's kind of like the the one in the outside here, uh, but uh, Dragon's Claw, where it like does incremental life change, whether it's you or your opponents, where it doesn't involve you attacking. It doesn't involve anything other than you tapping a card or you doing a specific thing that is hard for other people to right. interact with, where you can get everyone else down to an even life total get yourself to an odd life total and then do the Hidetsugu doubled thing. Um, and that's kind of like where the deck sat for the rest of <laughs> the rest of its life uh, was like, I want to double Hidetsugu with haste. And to do that, I need to make sure that our life totals are very specific. You know, Fortune Thief and Platinum Angel kind of both sat in this idea of like, well, if I can't get myself to an, odd life total if we're all at even game's over and i win looking at everything outside of those categories i want to just play card do damage that's all i want if it's a big creature awesome if it's lightning bolt great (laughs) you know um which like all of these two have secondary value within removal within you know actually finishing games but 
it is also harder from a new player's perspective to understand that like i don't have to do thing to win game i can just win game with lightning bolt because sometimes that happens um right and i think like when i started playing this deck it was apparent that like hitetsugu is like almost a boogeyman i think if you kind of lean into it and be the heel it's a lot of fun yeah I think that, like, with Hidetsugu being in the command zone, you have to prepare yourself to be pummeled. But, I mean, you kind of look at things on this this list, and there's, like, clear clear indicators for what, what works well here. Um, I think my favorite thing in this deck... Uh, I mean, for one, Mana Geyser. Love that card does not belong in this deck right uh, <laughs> most of this ram package is fine i love fires of invention because this deck doesn't want to do a lot of things this deck wants you to like just kind of do some consistent things and then move on with your day you know like uh fires of invention very strong card you know i can get that fire servant and skyship stalker out no problem um but it is also clear that i put fire servant in there not fully reading the card fire servant for those who don't know is a four three elemental for red red three and it says if a red instant or sorcery spell you control would deal damage it deals double that damage instead i clearly did not read the part fully and understand that it said instant or sorcery spell uh whoops but, I mean, like, those are the types of hmm. things that you kind of fall into as a new player. And that's okay. I think that those those moments where you're just like, oh, you recognize, like, oh, this doesn't belong in the deck. But clearly, I also didn't change that. I didn't take it out. Uh, <laughs> because it's also a, a, a body. Um, well, it's a body, and you do have, I mean, virtually all of your removal gets doubled by this. I yeah. Mean, you have a lot of instants and sorceries that do that, that will do damage so yeah i would say that more often than not my removal is damage based over removal based you know like da- like destroy based i think it was definitely an interesting thing to look back on considering even what we were talking about last week where you and i both love decks that um do a general thing and yeah. like push the deck in a way and you want to do deck mm-hmm. but this deck does a very specific thing and wants you to do that thing like if if i put for whatever reason red tutors in this deck there are very specific cards that i'm going for i'm looking for damage right. travelers i'm looking for fine tuning like uh th- like i am looking to assemble that combo to then win the game um, right and so, well, like, go ahead. And I will say that I mean, part of the reason that that we that we sort of went down this route, and when I say we, I don't mean you and me, because really Jesse and Josh, who were big in the play group when you were putting this together, we looked at this as you just didn't have the card pool to be running, you know, to try and run a deck on on a similar axis to what, say, Josh, Josh or Jesse was doing. 
they just had way more cards so trying to run you know trying to run a commander that's going to follow along that same idea that same you know control the board through you know using creatures and doing this and mass removal and everything else it just wasn't going to work because you were always going to be chasing hmm. you were essentially going to have to play that whole okay my deck's not strong enough but i have a few good cards i'm going to hang on to those till the bitter end and then play them out and try and steal a win so rather than do that though their their idea was point you know put it on a different axis create create this board state where suddenly okay all of this control that we're all working to build this mass removal the you know incremental gain and making this happen and building up a board state and then have andy play heartless hitted sugu with a double with a damage doubler already out suddenly nothing all of the stuff that used to matter doesn't matter anymore because we've shifted the axis of the game and now suddenly everything teeters on can you gain one life yeah or can you take a point of damage in response to this to try and get to an odd life total to try and survive and have one life it was just you know it proved to be a super effective way to take somebody who's new to the game who just doesn't have that card pool that so many that the rest of the players had and bring you into it and make you a pivotal part of every single game and uh, i mean heartless Sidetsugu does that and when you've got a group that is like you know oh look it turns out if we just go after heartless Sidetsugu and make it so it costs andy nine to play it well then the deck is ineffective you know then the deck has to rely on direct damage and does other things but we're not jerks it was but that was that was the idea right you know that this is the axis you know that the reason most people don't play on this axis is because it's kind of precarious but our group wanted you know we got a new guy let's 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 you know make let's bring magic to them so they can enjoy all of the all of it and that was part of why this deck sort of came into being. I mean, I know that Jesse and Josh were the ones who were feeding you a pile of card ideas for the deck. And yeah. I know that, and I think Jesse was even throwing cards your way. Yeah. You know, for to sure. make it happen. And I think that so. like it was it was nice too because I think the way that they did it wasn't so like heavy handed. Like it's not like they built the no. deck list for me. But they gave me suggestions that I could either implement or not. And I think that it was yeah. probably 50-50 with that. Because I mm -hmm. think um, it also just kind of helped me learn how to just, like, be okay with, like, I know that this card's not great, but I want to play it. You know, yeah. like, that it, that was very much the mentality that I felt yeah. going into putting cards in this deck um, thanks to them. And, like, I think, too... I think the biggest uh, lesson I learned, especially from building this mana base, was if you're on mono-colored decks, don't put in evolving wilds unless you're <laughs> <laughs> unless you need it. Because <laughs> like, yeah, like deck thinning aside, you're taking one percent out of the deck. That's not deck thinning. Uh, yeah. Put a mountain in. It's so much more helpful. It comes in untapped. Um, 
And I think what I love about this deck, too, is that I can look at this deck and be like, okay, which cards would I still keep in this, and which cards would I pull out? I think the last time I played this deck was BrewCon two years ago. Okay. And it can easily pull out that turn five win. Even without ramping into it, it can pull out that turn five win. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you can, if you've got, uh, yeah, Battle Rampart, you're playing that on turn three. Okay, now it's a blocker. And then on turn four, you get a mana doubler or, or some sort of damage up. doubler, yeah. I mean, um, which is a little tricky. But, uh, and then Hitsugu comes out. Suddenly, we're on right now. Have you figured this out? And what I love about that is that, you know, you put Battle Rampart out. People know that in two turns you're going to get Hitetsugu out. Right. And with that, they can prepare. And this is where the deck, quote-unquote, falls apart. It, it is an intentional thing with this deck, which is to say, give them the ultimatum of, like, I'm activating this now. I activated it. Everything's on the stack. Three of you are going to die. Am I going to die with you? And it happened on multiple occasions and always caught me off guard because as a newer player and my first deck being red, Mm -hmm. I was very excitable and just never thought forward. (laughs) Somebody had that point of damage to just like, all right, now you're with us. And I have had multiple games end in draws that way, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the deck the deck is the definition of glass cannon. Right. And I, like, I can't I can't think of a deck that run that, that you would be more glass cannon than Heartless Hitsuku. Yeah. Especially the way we've especially the way it's been put together. Because uh, you know, you're going to you, you're aiming to get it out with a damage doubler and get yourself to an odd life total with everybody else on even and just boom, end the game now. This we're not we're not waiting around, we're not doing combat tricks. We're no. just no, yeah. we're just doing a lot of damage right now. And I think, too, uh, what what I get a kick out of here is that, like, as many times as it ended in a draw, it has also won me the game. You know, like, yeah. it, it's very, it, it's a very fun deck to win the game with as a new player because, like, it's quick, it's fast, it's done. Like, you yeah. focus on that one thing. And, like... It's, it's very interesting. I would love to try to go back and build this again with that in mind. With the idea that, like, I'm not a player who does this very often in terms of, like, the quote-unquote combo win. Like, I do yeah. feel like this is red combo. Um, but I don't normally go for the combo win. And, like, to, to build it with that in mind, um, to see how different it would be, but also, like, how more focused it would be because I've had five years of experience. Um, I, I would love to, to mm-hmm. see where this goes. Because I honestly, so, I don't know what single card to put, what I would put in here, you know? Right. So I guess my, my next question is, if you played it now, would you still run it with the idea that I'm trying to double Hidetsugu to take everybody out in one shot? Or do you use Hidetsugu as a way to get folks everyone's life total low and then try and come at it that way um because i mean i can i can definitely see benefits to both ends um 
you know, I mean, there, there are those games where Hidetsugu is just too expensive and then you're forced to use damage. So, uh, so I mean, and if your deck is already built to do that, then that makes sense. But on the other hand, I mean, wow, there, there is something joyful about taking somebody who's sitting at 89 life, who thinks they're untouchable and just, or 88 life and just, you're gone. I, yeah. I don't care what your life total is. As long as it's even, you're just dead. I think, uh, so what I was mentioning before with it, like my last time bring it out was that BrewCon two years ago. I think I played two games. I think the first game I played with it was like, I'm not going to cast Hidetsuku. I'm going to see what this deck can do without okay. Hidetsuku. Right. And I don't remember the end of that game. I think I did make a significant dent. I don't know if I won or not. I might have. But I think that second one, I like just was like, I'm going to try to do this as fast as possible. Yeah. And I did. And I think I won uh, from what I remember. And yeah. so like thinking about it now with all the knowledge I have and all of the next three to four years of magic under my belt uh, and in my collection, I think, uh, I think it would depend on the game. Um, yeah, I think it's nice to have there. I think I'm. Uh, it's nice that I only have six damage shovelers. I might take one or two out. Uh, it's nice that I have the fine tuning and the ways to not lose the game. Uh, I might take out a couple haste enablers, because I mean there are nine on this list. That doesn't include spine or that doesn't include uh, Hanweir battlements or Flamekin village. So I have eleven haste enablers. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I think I would probably take a bunch of those out in service of lifelink. Because sure. that like as much as I like kind of talked about that at the beginning with like hit like it's it's big that this isn't loses half their life. This is does ha damage equal to half their life. Lifelink does amazing things here. That's another way to make sure that you don't lose the game you don't have to have specific life totals as long as you have a damage doubler and lifelink on hit it to you it's like bass yeah. collar locks it on warhammer right things in that realm would be super helpful in this deck i have i have fond memories of this deck and watching games that were going in one direction suddenly just <laughs> hard break total switch you know do i have something and a lot of times when you'd see that, okay, Andy's playing Hidetsugu, how can I affect my life total? And then you realize, I can't. It's I have no way to control that. And all I can do is, you know, combat damage, or or maybe I've got a lifelink creature, and it's like, okay, well, how do I make, you know, what do I have to do? And I know he can do a point of damage, so now i got to figure out a way to get rid of that thing. Because that's how I'm going to stop this from happening. And it's just like, oh my god. It's so, so it was, fascinating. Oh yeah. It's so fascinating. Because yeah. it's just like, it's so much bull in a china <clears throat> shop. Like, just, mm -hmm. uh, it is clear looking at these cards that I did not really know what I was doing. I knew vaguely. And I had guidance, which was great. Um, but like, I think overall, it just like, 
it was just me wanting to just make an impact on the game because I think that that is more fun. Right. And I think that that is what holds true about this deck for me. Yes. Rather than the combo win, it's the having an effect on the game and feeling like I did something rather than just sit there. I, I made people kind of panic a little, and that's funny to me because it's just like, right. I don't know, like, do continue yeah. doing your thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll revive this deck. Maybe I'll revive Hidetsugu. Uh, but All that's right. going to do it for us. Yeah. I think so. We got two episodes left this season. Come back uh, next week. We've got a new episode for you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Because uh, we're on YouTube, if you didn't know. Uh, and if you did know, subscribe to us. We're, we, we need those subscriptions. We, we subsist on them. They're our food. We're a temple of false pod where decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And uh, that's Hidetsugu. Uh, so I gotta go. Have a great night. Play some magic for me. And may your fifth land be the temple. Bye. Wait, wait, before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!